Fair Catch Kick, the 15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, alongside my co-host, Anthony LaFrey, and we're coming at you with the ultimate fantasy football prep show. We call it 15 Games in 15 Minutes. These episodes are blazing fast, so get your pause button ready. If you haven't already done so, please follow us at FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, tomorrow at noon Eastern Time. Anthony will be live on Instagram to answer all of your start-sit questions. Also on Tuesday, we will be releasing our waiver wire episode, and on Wednesday, we will be releasing our trade target episode. Please go ahead and hit subscribe so that you will get a reminder every time we release one of our episodes. All right, Ant, without further ado, let's hit them with the first game. I'll go first. All right, let's kick it off with the 4-2 and two Browns against the 1-4-1 one, and one Bengals. This has Kareem Hunt special written all over it. He was limited in practice this week, which is the only reason I'm a little bit wary. But the Browns should go up early and use Hunt to control the clock. No interest in Landry for me this week. Beckham is startable. I wouldn't use him in DraftKings or FanDuel format, but they're just going to find ways to give him the ball. If you're looking for a sleeper tight end, go ahead with David Njoku playing in place of the injured Austin Hooper. Njoku is always a good red zone target for Baker Mayfield. Burrow to this point has the most pass attempts in the NFL. I don't expect that to change this week. Tyler Boyd on a volume basis is a great start for me. I would even consider starting T. Higgins or A.J. Green in the flex position this week just based on volume. I love Gio Bernard this week playing in place of the injured Joe Mixon. Go ahead and roll the dice with him. Great pass catcher out of the backfield. Four and two Bills at 0-6 Jets. Look, I'm going to make this one really, really short and sweet for you guys. If you own any Buffalo Bill in your league and they are healthy, play them against the Jets. It's that simple. The Jets are that terrible you will get contributions out of literally just about any Buffalo Bill you can think of. Um, Honestly, though, the best play could be the Bills' defense. Um, I expect them to be the number one defense this week because the Jets' offense is rudderless. We're still not 100% sure that Sam Darnold's going to be back. I just – I don't know. Any any league, any format, any price in DFS, just play the Bills' role with it, rock and roll. As for the Jets, I mean, I guess you're going to want me to recommend someone. I guess, I guess Jamison Crowder. Um, going forward, Michael P. Ryan, I really like him. This could be the week he starts to get a majority of the touches for the Jets. Could be a sneaky DFS play, but to me, it's all about getting your bills in there. Um, Singletary, Moss, Diggs, Allen. Beasley, everybody's going to go nuts in this game. 5-1 and one Chiefs, 2-3 and three Broncos. The Broncos D held down the Patriots last week, but there will not be a repeat of that in this game. Mahomes, Kelsey Hill should all be in for good games. Uh, there's no Sammy Watkins again this game, but I'm still not interested in Hardman or in Demarcus Robinson. As for Le'Veon Bell, the question everybody's asking, Andy Reid was quoted as saying, yeah, I'm going to work. I'm going to see how he feels. I'm going to work him in a little bit. To me, that means, hey, He's not going to have that Kareem Hunt-type role and cut into Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's carry share until later in the season, if at all. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has forced the most missed tackles in the NFL to date. He is a no-brainer start this week. Do not hesitate with him. Chiefs pass rush is really banged up this week. Really like Drew Locke, who is a significant upgrade over Driscoll and Brett Rippon. Uh, I like the Broncos to actually put up 20-plus points this week. The two players I really like for them, one, Noah Fan at tight end, and I think you're going to see a breakout game from Jerry Judy. 
I am avoiding both Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon this week. Two and four Cowboys at one and six Washington. The race to win the NFC least is on. So right off the bat, the Cowboys have major concerns with their offensive line. Things have gone from bad to worse to absolutely apocalyptic. Zach Martin, their last reliable good lineman, is in concussion protocol. He may not play. And even worse, Brandon Knight, who is the Cowboys' third string left tackle, is out this week. This is going to be an opportunity for Chase Young to feast, which is going to limit the potential of the Cowboys' offense. If you have better options at quarterback and especially at wide receiver, just stay away from the Cowboys this week offensively. You're going to have to start Zeke if you own him, but I don't recommend him in DFS. As for Washington's offense, I love Terry McLaurin this week. I say this every week, but the Cowboys have the worst secondary in the history of professional football. I honestly believe Paul faced tougher defenses in his professional career. Antonio Gibson, he should have himself a really nice game as well. The Cowboys, to me, looked like they were no better at the point of attack, despite the return of Leighton Van Der Esch. The only caution I do exercise with any Washington generic player you own is Kyle Allen. He seemed to be coming off a better game, and I can't really quantify this, but I just I have this vibe that at halftime of this game, Ron Rivera is going to turn to Alex Smith. If it's close, I feel like he's going to go to Alex Smith because Alex Smith has veteran savvy, and he won't turn the ball over, and I honestly believe he's better than Kyle Allen anyway, and that'll be his way of making Alex Smith the starter. Four and one Packers, one and five Texans. This game has shootout ridden all over it. Give me Aaron Rodgers, give me Aaron Jones, give me Devontae Adams in everything. In fact, I'll go as far to say that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, that's going to be my recommended stack of the week in daily fantasy leagues. I think you'll, this is the type of game you'll see a little bit of Jamal Williams. So if you need to throw in a flex, he's not the worst option on the table in a deeper league. Uh, Robert Bobby Tanyan, I think you're going to see about four to six catches this week. If he gets in the end zone, it's a home run for you at the tight end spot. Now the Packers defense has allowed 34 points per game on the road so, so far this year. And I think the Packers go up early and Watson is just going to throw the crap out of the ball. Give me Will Fuller, give me Brandon Cooks, even give me Darren Fells, their tight end, who's been stepping up more and more of late. I'm not interested in David Johnson. Again, I think they're going to be playing from behind and we won't see more than 12 touches out of David Johnson. I actually prefer Duke Johnson this game because he's the better pass catcher out of the backfield. Again, when they're down, they're going to have to throw the ball. One and five Jaguars at one and four Chargers. At the moment, Justin Jackson is questionable. If he doesn't go, Josh Kelly should be in for a good game. Jacksonville right now is 28th against running back, so I think you could play both, and they should both have nice games. Also really like Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen if he plays, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, they all should produce. Jacksonville is 20th or worse against all positions, so I recommend all of them. For Jacksonville, um, I recommend James Washington, Keelan Cole because DJ Chark is banged up and somebody's got to get the ball. And surprisingly, I don't want to say I totally recommend him, but I wouldn't fault you for 
playing Gardner meme shoe this week. The Chargers are not good uh, against the pass. I think Minshew can do some damage in garbage time. If you want to take a shot on him in DFS at a really cheap price, it may not be the worst idea in the world. Three and three Panthers, three and two Saints. Big news here is that no Michael Thomas, no Emmanuel Sanders. So I love Traquan Smith to have a big game. Start him. Uh, sleeper player this week could be Deontay Harris, who's their number two receiver now on the depth chart. Deontay Harris, super fast, really good big play guy. So check him out, especially in a FanDuel DraftKings type format. Um, it's going to be a huge volume game for Kamara this week. I think he's going to catch 10 passes, honestly. Uh, he is going to have an absolute monster. Uh, Jared Cook is going to have to catch some passes to make up for the, the absence of the receivers. I really like Latavius Murray this week. I think you're going to see a lot of two-back sets, and I think it's going to be one of those weeks where Murray gets 15 touches on the ground. He's potentially worth a start, or start in the flex spot. For the Panthers, it's going to be the usual suspects. Mike Davis has now scored a touchdown in every single game with, uh, without Christian McCaffrey. He's safe. Uh, Moran Anderson, they're going to get theirs. I wouldn't really start them, though, uh, in DraftKings or FanDuel. I don't think it's going to be enough volume for them. Two and three Lions at one and five Falcons. Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones are trending toward playing, but you never know. Have a backup plan in place. That being said, if they do play, get him in any format, they are going to dominate, as should Todd Gurley. The Lions are actually 27th against running backs, so that's good to know. Uh, Matt Ryan, too, 21st the Lions are against quarterback, so he's definitely worth the start. Really, the, the only Falcon at this point I say exercise a little bit of caution with is Hayden Hurst, as the Lions are second against tight ends. As far as the Lions' offense is concerned, get them all in your lineup because Atlanta can't stop anything. Galladay is going to go Nanners, and I really, 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 really love Matthew Stafford this week. Atlanta is 32nd against quarterbacks. The game is going to be high-scoring. Stafford's going to be slinging it and being vintage stat pad for this week. I actually believe he's going to be the number one quarterback in fantasy football this week. Uh, start him in any lineup, pay any price in DFS. You got to get him in there. Same thing with TJ Hawkinson too. Uh, the uh, Falcons are actually 30th against tight ends. Hopefully this is the week that DeAndre Swift also solidifies his role and becomes the lead dog in Detroit at running back. But you never know with Matt Patricia, he still believes it's 2010. Three and three 49ers, two and three Patriots. If you like defensive battles, this is going to be the game for you. Cam historically struggles against teams with a very fast front seven, and that's exactly what the 49ers are. They're going to get down on Cam early. They're going to hold their edge, force Cam to pass from the pocket, and Cam is only most, his most successful when he uses the run to set up the pass, and the 49ers aren't going to let that happen. Since I think that's the case, I am not recommending we start any Patriots at all whatsoever, unless you're in a pinch. Uh, there's no Raheem Mostert this week for the 49ers. McKinnon is going to be the go-to. I do recommend him as a starter. However, be a little wary. Jamichael Hasty will be worked in. I just don't know how much yet. Uh, they will work in Debo. He will be a viable play. Uh, we see they get him the ball in all sorts of ways. Uh, no Brandon Ayuk for me this week. No Kendrick Bourne. Uh, Kittle, to me, is the only safe start. The Patriots have very, very good corners, but their safeties and linebackers aren't as good in coverage. So 
Kittle is the number one play for me in this game. Steelers Titans. This could be the game of the weekend. Both teams enter the contest five and zero. AJ Brown didn't practice on Thursday. That's a little bit of a red flag. If he doesn't go, Corey Davis should step in and do pretty fine with the reps. Steelers are actually fairly vulnerable against wide receivers. They're actually 25th, so could be gotten there, either A.J. Brown or Corey Davis. Derrick Henry's going to have his work cut out for him, but I think he'll be fine. Maybe don't pay the price in DFS. As for the Steelers' offense, like Big Ben, 26th against quarterbacks, the Titans are. They're 30th against wide receivers, so Juju... Chase Claypool, really like them. If you're looking for a sneaky tight end play, this could be the week that Eric Ebron kind of steals a touchdown from out of nowhere. And, um, you know, that helps you out big time. Four and two Buccaneers, three and two Raiders. This is actually the first time that Brady and Gruden have faced off since the infamous tuck rule game. This is not a good situation for the Raiders here. Trent Brown is already out with uh, coming down with COVID. The rest of the Raiders' offensive line is being closely monitored right now. They could possibly all be out. And the Tampa Bay defense is just ridiculously good. In fact, in the last 20 years, they're only the second team to have 10 or more turnovers and 20-plus sacks through their first six games. Without an offensive line, I don't really like anyone. Like, you got to start Waller and you got to start Jacobs. But I'm doing so apprehensively for sure. No Raiders in any daily fantasy lineups for me. Uh, Fournette is back for the Buccaneers. I expect a carry share, but Ronald Jones is the safer of the two for right now. Uh, The Raiders pass rush is their strong suit. So from a receiving standpoint, I expect them to make Brady get the ball out of his hands early. That bodes well for Godwin and not well for Mike Evans. 5-0 Seattle at 4-2 Arizona. We got us a little audible for Sunday night football, and boy, it's a good one. Uh, For Seattle, roll with Russ. He's got a little bit of a tough matchup, but he's the best quarterback in the world right now. Ride or die with him in all your leagues. If I have to pick a wide receiver, Arizona's pretty darn good against them, but I'm going to, on a hunch, go with Lockett. I have a feeling they're going to focus more on Metcalf so he should benefit. Uh, Chris Carson, too, should have a really nice game. Uh, Seattle, I could see them sticking with the run to try and keep Arizona's offense off the field, and Arizona's defense is actually 22nd against running backs. So there's a nice sneaky play there. Big story for Arizona's offense is DeAndre Hopkins. He's questionable, but if he plays, he is going to have a monster game. Seattle is dead last against wide receivers. If he can't go, I think Christian Kirk should be fine. Could be a nice sneaky play in DFS as well. Kyler Murray, absolute wrecking crew this this week. He's going to just go off. He's now got the confidence from last Monday Night Football. He now knows what it's like to be under the lights in a big game big pressure atmosphere. I think he's going to settle in. He's going to be much more accurate this week. He's going to do so, so much damage. Definitely worth a start in DFS. 5-1 Bears, 4-2 Rams. The Bears have one of the best, if not the best, secondary 
in all of football. So I expect to counter that, Sean McVay gets really creative and multiple in his offensive sets. And what that means is involving Robert Woods a lot, both in jet motion and in some short routes to create some different looks for the Bears secondary. That, I don't believe, allowed an offensive touchdown to a wide receiver until last week. It's hard to predict game flow, but this feels like one of those games where Robert Woods gets a lot of the action in the first half, and they keep chipping away and chipping away at Cooper Cup, and something finally breaks open for him. That's how I see it as a tale of two halves for those receivers. I like Higby on short stuff. I like Everett on short stuff. It's just hard to tell who's going to get more looks right now. On the other side of the ball, uh, David Montgomery, this is not a very good game for him. I actually expect the Bears to mix in Cordaro Patterson a little bit. Allen Robinson is really the only Bear I'm excited about this week. If I need to vulture a touchdown, though, Jimmy Graham is not a bad option. That'll do it for this week's episode of Fair Catch Kick. Please be sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And give us a follow over on Instagram and Twitter at FCK Podcast. Tune into our Instagram Live on Sunday at 12.15 p.m. when I will go through the inactive reports and answer all the last-minute questions you give us, which is going to give you the edge to win your league this Sunday. Again, that account is at FCK Podcast. We'll be back at you on Tuesday with the fallout of this week's action and our top waiver wire ads for next week. And on Wednesday, we're going to hit you with a bonus episode for the top trade targets. Thanks so much again for everyone tuning in, and good hunting on Sunday.